Hello everybody, uh, hello there, oh no, I messed up, okay, hello there and welcome to our Time Film Podcast where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz like there's no tomorrow. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined with my co-host John. G'day, g'day, it's me, John, the one who's been talking to this guy for how long? 20, uh, 20 well I mean, on the pod, 27 weeks, so 20 yay. Weeks. In, is a- in real life, about 11 years. So, yeah, eleven years. Jeez, that's exciting. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, today we're going to be continuing on with our Zack Snyder extravaganza. We're going to be doing Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, what's Zack Snyder stuff? Yeah. We're going to be uh, doing like the kind of the final stretch before we get into his DC trilogy. Ah um, uh, yes. Uh, as well as talking about the penultimate episode of One Division and a whole slew of of news. As always, time codes in the description if you want to bounce around like a. Uh, um, um uh, like a ball? Like, like a ball, I guess, sure. I, <laughs> felt, I felt like I had a really good idea for that, and then it just kind of, it fell to the wayside. Um, let's get started with some news, shall we? Um, yes! Army of the Dead. So speaking of Zack Snyder, Army of the Dead has got not only a release date of 21st of May, but its first teaser trailer. Ooh! Um, you know, seeing this... Uh, obviously being a sequel to um, Dawn of the Dead, which you can catch on episode 25 of the podcast. See that? See that? Self-promotion. Shameless. Um, <laughs> Self-promotion inside the podcast. Inception time. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it seems to be like Vegas, this kind of abandoned Vegas, and a vault full of money that they are, that these characters who, you know... It was, it was, a, it was very light on... Um, Story details, but there was a lot of cool shots. What did you think of the trailer? And yeah. um, um, I thought the teasers just looks really awesome. Like it's going to be a fun film to watch. Um, and oh, I like the shot where um, the helicopter, the helicopter, uh, like going yeah. around the city, it's like going around the city, and the sun is there. It kind of get, gives me the uh, uh, apocalypse vibes. Apocalypse you know, now, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, and, in the last shot that I really liked when the helicopter's going down somewhere and it's like about to fly, that looks really cool. I mean, as as always, you know, Zack Snyder is a wonderful cinematographer and there's a lot of really great shots there which kind of, you know, carry his stamp. Um, and I'm really excited to watch this, you know? I'm very excited, you know. Like, um, the cool thing about it is that he is taking creative control on the Zack Snyder and he's not going to... Um, on the Snyder Cut and... And he's not going to make any money, but I respect him for, um, like doing not uh, doing this not for money, but like mm. doing it for creative control. Yeah. But this, uh, for the Netflix one, this looks insane. Like it really does. Um, and it, it's cool that we're seeing a because obviously Snyder hasn't done a non DC film since 2013, so it's been nearly 10 years since he's done. Uh, he did Legends of the Guardians which is his last non-DC film. So it's cool to see him once again kind of come back into the realm of, you know, I guess his roots, his zombie roots. And I think that that, that is going to be really cool. Yeah, really cool. That's yeah. going to um, be mad. Like, it sets in LA. Uh, no, Las Vegas. Yes. Have you been to uh, Las Vegas? I haven't been to Las Vegas, no. I've, been, I've only been to LA. That's right, it. I see. Yeah, so um, I, I've been to, to, to Vegas and... Uh, I, I, 
stuff like all the stuff like oh I've been there. Well, yeah, it was it was just really interesting seeing the places that I'd seen and been to and and seeing how it kind of like how it had changed um, from what is like a an incredibly busy 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 city to like you know I mean I guess it's still busy like with zombies but it's 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 a different vibe um, yeah. yeah I'm very excited yeah that's also realistic like what you said about it's very 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 busy so mm. um, it looks very busy indeed it's so packed and um... yeah and some of those shots of all the zombies I mean um, I've seen some behind the scenes stuff and they actually had like, that's not like, I mean, it might be some of it CGI, but it is very practical. A lot, they're, they're like those like shots of the zombies, like absolutely crammed into this space. Those were, yeah. those were practical, which I think is really cool. Must have, must yeah. have had a lot of extras. Mm, yeah. Very excited for that. May 21st, definitely. we're going to be reviewing it as well. So yes, yeah, we are definitely. Um, uh, so another Snyder thing, this time a, a, a Zack Snyder's Justice League thing. Every week we have to, there's always something to talk about Snyder Cut. So Variety um, released a whole, uh, a pretty sizable article about the about the um, how the Snyder Cut came to be, tra tra tracing back how Snyder, why Snyder was chosen for Man of Steel, and it talks about his, you know, like what happened with Batman v Superman and how that impacted Justice League and. I know that yeah, you've read this article, right? You read the article. Yeah, of course. It yeah. was a very emotional and yeah. informative article. Loads of stuff about Autumn Snyder and you know the this all the stuff that Zach had to go through. Very interesting. Um, that I recommend everyone checks it out. But a couple of things that I want to talk about. First of all, uh, Zach confirmed that he isn't getting paid for the Snyder Cut. Originally, they just wanted to release it in its basis form. No CGI, no music or anything. And, and, and he said no, because, you know, it, for three reasons, he said that it, it will keep the internet off their back. It will prove that they've been right all along. You know, that, like, it, it's it, it's good. And it will... I can't remember what the third one is. Um, but... Yeah. But, yeah. So he's not getting paid. And, and instead, he's... T the money that would be paying him is being put into his, um, all the CGI and all the different things. I mean, what do you think about this? That, that is, um, very, um, like, I have respect for that. Like, he, um, he decided to, um, do everything in his, uh, power to make this film in his true vision and, uh, and he's in creative control. Yeah, it's just very, um, bold. That, that, that's very, very, um, I don't know, but, like, this is the massive movie he's making, and, uh, and he's not making any money. It's like, you think, oh, he's not, he's not going to make any money, because you think, oh, that's kind of a sad, but also he's doing it, um, um, for, for the fans, like, he's doing it in creative control. You, you know what I mean? Yes, I do. I, I think that, I think that's so respectful, and it really goes to show that this is, you know, whether or not the Snyder Cut is good, it's it is his passion project, and he's got to do it. You know, he's forsaking so much to to get here. You know, and I, I really think that it, what it, I I really respect that he's you know he's putting it all out just so he can you know get the film that he wants to be wants to be shown. You know, he want he, so he can get it out there, and and so you know we can have the trilogy, whether or not they do Justice League two and three. He can have his, you know, like, 
people can see the end of the trilogy, people can see where it was all leading, and then maybe people will go back to Batman v Superman and Man of Steel and see it in, see it in a new light, very similar to how other films have kind of uplifted um, yeah. older stuff. Yeah. Like, a lot of things, um, yeah. I'm hoping people will see the Snyder Cut and then um, they go back to, like, Man of Steel or BBS and they maybe, like, they misunderstood about Snyder's universe. Maybe, I definitely, don't know. Absolutely, definitely. I mean, I think that you, you know, you, you're really doing yourself a disservice to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League without watching, re-watching Man of Steel and Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition. Because yeah. it's like, obviously, in the UK, it's coming out on a Thursday. Um, but I'm, I've made a decision not to watch it until the Friday. Because I feel like I need to have watched Man of... I need to watch the whole trilogy as one. Because that's what it is. It's, it's, it's one story. You know, it's like, it's like Lord of the Rings or something. It's intended to be this, you know, this life and death oh, and, and, course, res- yeah, and yeah. resurrection of Superman. You know, and, oh, I'm, you know, I, I really hope that people will revisit especially Batman v Superman, as the much more controversial film, uh, I hope they'll revisit it and, and hopefully see it in a new light. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really... Yeah. 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 Um, so the second thing I wanted to talk about on, on about this uh, this article was, obviously, that there were loads of pictures from the film, um, including one with uh, the Joker looking very much like Jesus, with this kind of crown on his head that is very reminiscent of, you know, images from the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> what do you think? Um, right. Uh, <laughs> a, 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 lot of, a lot of people on Twitter um, sparked with, like, they were just, like, really, um, like, kind of kind of a bit mad, but, like, oh, this is Gerald Lowe's idea. <laughs> it kind of looks like Gerald Lowe's idea, but... Um, what 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 we discussed um, about like what Joker is going to be um, uh, when we're just walking around um, about like he's going to be like the future yet to come like you know yeah. like in in Christmas Carol like guiding Batman in the nightmare dream like what the future is going to be if they don't stop start Dark Side or Steppenwolf uh, so like him kind of look like Jesus like you know like he's like the guide, like, trying yeah, to throw... Yeah, he's some... It feels like he's some kind of prophecy. Prophet, yeah. should I say. Yeah, because... And it's a great juxtaposition, because uh, Joke is, like, the evilest, uh, evilest, like, thing in the comics history. Like, he's yeah. the opposite of Jesus. But then, he's being Jesus in this picture, you know, like, um, like that. So that's kind of interesting to see. Um, yeah, yeah it, it makes sense that in this kind of nightmare world where evil reigns, that Joker being, like, the most evil thing would um, be the one to, like, come to the forefront. And and I guess maybe he is worshipped in some capacity. Yeah. And also, um, another thing, like, uh, uh, like, you know, like, Superman, like, um, people, like, um, oh, you could be the answer to um, other worlds, or like they can see him as a god, you know, like yes. Superman. And so, so then, what if, like, in the nightmare world, they see uh, I don't know, like Joker as the as the leader or something? Um, I don't know. I just I just had a thought that, um, that maybe Joker could 
do something in the nightmare version. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very excited. I think uh, the official runtime was just announced: four hours, one minute, and twenty eight seconds. Oh, um, four hours, one minute. I know. I mean, ridiculous, amazing. Uh, I'm very, uh, I'm very excited to see how Joker yeah. plays into it all and how everyone plays into it all. I'm extremely, extremely excited. Yeah, and you know, like um, you said about um, was it uh, like the he was gonna have like sequels to the Justice uh, Justice League, right? Yes. So what if that like, if the Snyder Cut is like two um, Justice League films in one film? Mm. I mean, I mean that that is, that is quite interesting um, because obviously he had this he had a different plan for Justice League. It was originally gonna be Justice League Part One and Two. Um, but then they changed it so it would be Justice League 1, 2, and 3, where the first one wouldn't necessarily end on a cliffhanger. So you never know, maybe he's changed it so it does end on a cliffhanger, and, you know, you really do need... But, no, it's interesting. We've got There are some other news that we'll talk about later on, which kind of does link into whether they will kind of continue this Snyderverse. Uh. Um, but before that, let's talk Spider-Man 3, or should I now say Spider-Man No Way Home. So we've yeah. got our first couple of promotional images showing Peter, Ned, and MJ looking at someone, um, and obviously the title No Way Home um, is now confirmed. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? Uh, well... Uh, Tom Holland is like saying, "Oh, uh, I don't think Tobey Maguire or, um, or Andrew Garfield is going to be in this film," which makes the anticipation worse. Well, I mean, like, um, you know, like Flashpoint was announced like way before um, Spider Verse, uh, Spider Man Three uh, uh, was announced, like in October or November. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then they 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 um like adding to the idea that this is the multiverse film. So then, uh, and now I, I feel like that Marvel um and sorry, uh, but getting sidetracked here. But like, there's four Marvel films coming out this year. And yes. Yeah, and DC well, is just like, uh, so yeah, it's just like another year for. I I I just kind of feel bad bad for DC. You know, like they're not getting their movies like properly like seen to the audience but then Marvel is just like um getting the audience attention and you know you know what I mean like yeah I, I think nothing nothing that they announced here made me excited like the title does seem like it is gonna be like it's gonna deal with the consequences from the end of Far From Home which I think is cool but at the same time, I'm definitely tired of the home titles, you know, like, you don't, like, yes, it was cool when they did Homecoming, because, like, it was like, oh, yeah, he's back with Marvel now, but, yeah. it, it, you know, everything else since then just kind of felt like they were just being like, ha home, and it's like, alright, thanks, um, like, I, I feel like they're really gonna have to, like, put something in, like, they're really gonna have to try hard to get me, like, properly, like, on board with it, and as you said, there are four Marvel films coming. So, like you know, assuming nothing gets delayed, there are four Marvel films coming this year, and it's like, you know, it, like, again, yeah. it, 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 it feels like we're gonna have such an overload of content. Four films about like five TV shows. Like, I'm already getting tired of One Division, and we haven't even like started anything else yet. And yeah, One Division is not like. Um... 
it's just getting. We'll, we'll talk about. We'll talk that, about one division, yeah. Like um, about Marvel is just um, getting is is getting overloaded right now. Like that's because they're teamed up with Disney Plus, and Disney Plus will give them more stuff to do. And um, yeah, like mm, I, I don't. I, yeah, I, I'm not really excited for Spider Man Three because um, I feel like Marvel. It's taking that route again, stealing. Well, I don't know, like taking ideas, like, um, like DC, like to have, like, because they're quick, you know, like they do everything quickly. They're shooting uh, Spider-Man three, and it's nearly wrapped up. And, yeah, uh, it, it's a shame. And- it's a shame that you know, like a lot of DC's projects have been like riddled, riddled with issues. I think that's like you know, pretty annoying. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. uh, like they're being announced, uh, but then there's not a lot of work into it. But, but like, um, like John James Gunn, that he's shooting the um, the Pace, uh, Peacemaker uh, series, yes. um, which seemed, I'm excited for. Which yeah, it really seems like they do have a lot of faith in the in what he's doing with the, with the Suicide Squad. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I kind of feel like. DC because DC they only have two films that are coming out and it's likely that it's going to overshadow it's gonna, no it's going to get um, shadowed by Marvel but I'm um, hopefully maybe um, um, th- these films will uh, you know like shine out the best films of 2021 you know, yeah you know yeah I know what you mean like DC was going to have such a bigger year but then they obviously they moved the Batman and Black Adam. So hopefully Suicide Squad and Zack Snyder's Justice League can still carry, you know, them for the year, uh, which yeah. I'm, I'm sure it will because, you know, yeah, I, I think, I think you know, DC films, when they're, like, really, really good, can have, like, a huge impact. You know, think of the Joker and think of the Dark Knight, you know, that kind of stuff, yeah. like, really yeah. made a huge impact yeah. in, the, in the year that they came out in. Yeah. 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 So we also got some dates for some upcoming Disney Plus stuff. Um, so like such as um, so the Bad Batch has a date coming out on the May the fourth with episodes Yay! with episodes. You made con- yeah, so that's Star Wars day, obviously with with episodes coming um, uh, from the seventh uh, each week on Fridays, and then um, Loki um, is starting on the eleventh of June and then continuing weekly um so it seems from this that obviously the bad batch is like five months since mandalorian ended so that's quite you know good to get some star wars content after a while but um but loki pretty much starts like a couple weeks after falcon the winter soldier ends like really yeah they're really not like given as much time to break if i think correctly falcon the winter soldier starts early march um I think Mar- I think the eleventh of mm, no no it's the eighteenth of March the fucking no nineteenth sorry um so that's one week after two weeks after one division ends and then I think there's six weeks of that so that will take you us into um, early May and then like a couple weeks later there'll be Loki so there really isn't any and then Black Widow in between Loki and Falcon and Winter Soldier so as we were literally just saying they really haven't um you know they're really relentless with um the marvel with with you know all the mcu content this year yeah and uh, i feel like they're just just giving it out like um like it's some 
but it's, it's, it's like Black Friday, you know, like they're selling out like, oh yeah, come on, get this, get this, but then it's not like, you know, quickly, you know, what, what if it's not processed really good, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Um, I can only hope that because they had a year off, that doesn't mean that the quality gets any worse. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it could have been better if it wasn't all squeezed into 2021. I feel like they still want to kind of meet their release dates because obviously both Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision were going to be 2020 releases, but obviously they had to be moved back because of the pandemic and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, another Disney thing. We got uh, a trailer for Pixar's next film, Luca. So this film, uh, it looks like this is a film set in um, like an Italian town and there are these kids who, it looks like when they like go underwater they become like sea creatures. Did you watch this trailer? Yes, I did. Yes. What do you think? It, it, I think it, it looks um, pretty cool. I thought it looks yeah. uh, a fun film to, uh, for children to watch and, uh, and um I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what, what to say about it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it looks fun, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It definitely doesn't look like Soul, for example. Like, yeah. I remember when the first trailer for Soul came out and I was like, oh my god, this, like, this is like Pixar. It looks like Pixar are going to make like a film like for adults with a little bit of like stuff for kids sprinkled in there. Whereas this, this one feels like it is much more um, for kids uh, and... I think it looks beautiful, like, all the, like, the animation, absolutely the wonderful. Action, it's uh, really cool, yeah. Yeah, but, um, I don't know, I, I love Pixar, I think they've made some incredible films, you know, the Toy Story films, obviously, Wall-E, stuff like that, we talk about Pixar in our Soul Review video, see, I'm, I'm, I'm plugging, I'm plugging all our videos today. Um, <laughs> just bagging it out, like, oh, yeah, 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 we got, we got this, oh, we got this covered, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um... So so yeah. Um, hopefully they'll they'll uh, put another one in the bag and not like a bit of a wet fart. Sometimes they make wet farts, you know. Um, so our final okay. piece um, of news is that finally, it feels like forever that we've kind of wanted this, even though it isn't exactly the news people expected. We are getting a new Superman film from DC, but it's not in the way that people have expected it. Obviously, people thought. Another Henry Cavill film, Man of Steel 2, maybe Zack Snyder. It doesn't look like this. This is going to be a J.J. Abrams produced film um, with set with Tanahisi Coates. I think that's how you spell. That's how you pronounce his name. Writing and he uh, has written on the Black Panther comic um, starting in 2016. Um, so there isn't any word on who the Superman will be, whether it's Cavill or someone else. Uh, or the director, whether it's Snyder or someone else, but there are rumours that um, this they will introduce a black Superman, maybe Calvin Ellis or somebody else from the comics, or a new Superman in general. J.J. Um, Abrams had a Superman script from a while back. Um, what do you oh, think? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, this, one, this is the... Uh, kind of the problem, because, you know, like, we see... Um, uh, Henry Cowell as like the the, be the best Superman on screen. You know, like he has that um, that style that, that you know, like from the comics, and um, you know, you, you know, what I mean, like, um, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of a bit like, oh no, really? They're making a film without Henry Cowell, but I'm hoping it will be um, maybe with Henry Cowell. But I, I I just don't want anyone to replace Henry Cowell because yes. you know, 
I'm I'm all for obviously you know like they're doing stuff in DC where Flashpoint has Michael Keaton and and Ben Affleck and then the Batman has Robert Pattinson so they're doing things where more than one Batman can exist at the same time so I hope this is the same thing where you can have Henry Cavill Superman you know Tyler Hecklin Superman from Superman and Lois Brandon Ralph Superman as seen in Superman Returns and Crisis and Infinite Earths and then you know, this new Superman, whoever it may be. I think a while back people suggested Michael B. Jordan was being considered and talked to Warner Brothers about about playing Superman, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I hope it's one of the things that runs alongside it so we can still have Henry Cavill back again. Obviously, Henry Cavill has done three films where he plays Superman, but like, I still feel like I want the, I want the Superman film that everyone loves, you know? Yeah, Where it's yeah. like... You get yeah. to see. I, like, I love, love Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. I love his struggle in those films, but it is still it is good to see a Superman who knows who he is, who you know, who is content with life and happy with everything, you know, and and doesn't have those struggles. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy, happy to see, but we'll see. What it's like because I'm, I'm excited to see. There's going to be like a crisis. Um, film could happen so uh, yeah that would be interesting you know bringing together all these multiverses in a film would be great um but hey you know if it's not henry cavill i think that that's another reason why justice league 2 would be cool because you'd get to see henry cavill do superman again yeah so yeah more content but oh you know like um, a while back in like um before i don't know when the snyder court uh, was like announced like snyder court um Snyder got like the trend, it was trending. Uh, there was a picture of Henry Cavill with the mustache on set. Like, was that? I don't know. Yes, um, there was. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, maybe we'll see. T- <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, if they did a Superman film where Henry Cavill had the mustache, that would just be the funniest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so should we talk one division? Okay, Wonder Wonder Vision. Yeah. So yeah. episode eight. Full, full spoilers spoiler ahead. This is the spoiler zone. This, this is, is spoiler. spoiler this is the spoiler zone. Get out of here. Get out. Of here. <laughs> Just leave now, before it's leave. too late. Because as we all know, in this episode, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine came in. I'm kidding. I, wi- I oh, wish. Oh, I wish Hugh Jackman was in it. That'd be so uh, cool. Uh, um, and then. I don't know, but like if they um, bring back old roles like Ultron, you know that would be cool. Like, yeah, I always thought Ultron would be in it, but I don't think it, maybe he is. You never know. Episode nine, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. What do you think and, of this episode? And a lot of things with this episode. Um. Um. Right. Should we just? Should we just. Yeah. Just keep... like all right. Just so like just what did you think first of all? Um. I thought it was good. I mean, nothing too special about it. Um, but there were some great moments, but it's, it's not really impactful as... Right, yeah. I, I think, like, I was expecting so much more. So when I first watched it, I was like, oh my god, this is this is honestly a big disappointment. Since then, I, I, I think I agree with you. It's good, it's just nothing that special. Yeah, but it's. It, it, I mean, there's great moments in it. Like, oh, I agree. Uh, which they, they're like impactful to the show, but I don't think it's like. 
Um, it's not seem too special because I feel like we've just been through this throughout the Marvel. Yeah, franchise. to me it was like they show us everything that we already know. Like in Age of Ultron, we know the story of how her and her brother, you know, what like her them getting pinned down by the bomb, the, the Stark bomb. You know, yeah. we know that story, so now we see it. You know, you get like you, we know the story of uh, we know that she was experimented on with the, the Mind Stone, and now we see it. We know that she goes back to Vision and all that. And there were some really nice moments, as you said. I thought the moment where she, you know, like looks into Vision's head and she says, "I can't feel you." You know, like. Calling back to Infinity War, that was a great moment. Um, and uh, and then like the uh, where um, what's happened to the audio? I my audio's a bit weird. Uh, okay, um, <laughs> I just heard something weird. Um, so I really like the moment where uh, Wanda uh, was watching the uh, oh, I forgot his name, but like the show they were watching the old ninety show, and it was like. You know, like reflecting on the series that Wanda wanted. Oh yeah, to... the the Dick the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you realise, oh right, so that's Wanda, uh, Wanda's dream world. You know, you know, what I mean, yeah. yeah it, like, sh- have... it shows where she gets her influences from. But I don't. I didn't think I needed that. You know, I wasn't thinking like, oh well, why does Wanda? Why does she um, like this stuff? I was, you know, that was never like. Anything that I was too interested in to be. Yeah, I wasn't too interested in that. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I thought she just wants to live like this, you know, like with vision, and uh, you know, you know, like you're not interested in what happened. Like, why is this world like this? But like, you're interested about why is like why is it like this? You know, what I mean, like, yeah, not the story behind it. And uh, I feel like this is just like a recap episode. Um, I feel like I was just a bit bored with it, uh, and I, I I just wish Wanda's the villain. I really do. Yes, it, me too. You know, the one one of the biggest things that I took from this episode was I don't like Agatha. I think she's such a, a moustache twirly villain who's like, hmm, let's look at your origin. Oh, you are part of the prophecy. And, and like, that's another, like, there were just so many, everything associated with Agatha, I just I, rolled my eyes at. I, I, I just don't... Okay, here's another thing I don't get about uh, Agatha Harkis. Yes. Harkis. How does she know... Wait, 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 how does she know where Wanda is? Like, li- literally, uh, she... Uh, I mean, where, where, where does she know about these uh, powers? Maybe news? I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. She, it, is, it is stuff that I felt like they were just kind of like... Uh, and then... This happens because they they were like kind of grasping at straws to try and tell us this story. And I was thinking, this like all these different things could have been told throughout the show. You know, you make yeah. you make each episode five minutes longer, and you pluck this in as like a flashback thing. You know, how many times did we say, oh, the episode was fine, but why are they still doing the sitcom stuff? If you take out a load of that sitcom stuff, you could like replace it with some of these character building moments that I think yeah. would work sp- spread out instead of um, like all clumped together in one show. Yeah, and uh, uh, and then uh, and then another thing about like uh, Agatha's um, background. I mean, what was the year? Sixteen oh nine in Boston, Massachusetts, where uh, no Salem, where I've been, uh, and uh, uh, and I thought, okay, that's 
that, that's a cool thing. But then it didn't really set out the motivation for um, for Agatha to have like to to do with Wonder. Like she's just like, oh, I want to be good. But then was like, no, you can't be good. So then that kind of confused me about like Agatha. Like, okay, what's what's her end game? What, what what's what what does she want to do about like what the secret? But then she's in sixteen oh nine, and the the motivation is like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. You know what I mean? Like, it's that yeah, time. It, it 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 like okay. So she was. I mean, they kind of set it up as if she was being part of a witch trial, which I guess she was. Yeah, and, she was. And and and, and you've. Uh, you know, you've got that she's this powerful witch who was forsaken by her other witches, but it's like, I don't feel like they crafted a compelling villain who I could relate to, you know? She was just so, she was so just kind of like, you know, Dr. Evil, you know, like, if I can, like, you know, like, compare it to Austin Powers, she was very, like, ha the whole time, you know? Ah, uh, yes, and I killed Spark. No. Um, yes, of course, that at the end of the last episode. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I didn't like her outfit either. You know the I, end? She's wearing this, like, obviously it's supposed to be like this kind of, like, witch's kind of, like, outfit. I just didn't like it. I thought it was just, like, ridiculous in the in the wrong I, way. I, I just don't think Agatha uh, Harkness is just not an impactful character to show. She's just like... Dad, she's like, oh, it's me! You know, you never... It's like they need someone in there to be the big bad. And I think you just... You never need that. Like, you know, like... This show would have worked so much better if the conflict came from, like, the protagonists themselves. Their internal conflict becoming an external conflict instead of someone else coming in. And one of the things that I did not like at all was Agatha bringing up the whole... You know, saying to Wanda, "You're the Scarlet Witch. You are part of this prophecy." Uh, you know, like it's like you don't have to be part of the prophecy. You, you don't could... have to be a. I I, I don't it, know. It, like, it, 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 it makes me think of like okay, spoilers for Rise of Skywalker. Who anyone who hasn't watched Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, it's like saying Rey's a Palpatine instead of just being <laughs> Rey is just a person. Like Wanda is now part of this ridiculous like you know, myth. like, prophecy and myth, instead of just being, like, somebody who gets powers and has to deal with that. Instead, now she's part of this thing, and I I really hated how much, like, how it, they were so proud of themselves that they said Scarlet Witch. She's like, you are, turns to camera, Scarlet Witch, and then it cuts to black, <laughs> and it was like, honestly, I did not think it was that impactful, like... Yeah, I, I, I did not, I was like, oh, uh, Scarlet Witch, oh, great. right. But where, uh, where, where's this prophecy? Where, where is it? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, like Vincent in Pulp Fiction, like, like he's just yeah, looking around. he's looking around, like, like what, what? Yeah, no, I, and yeah. and it, it just felt like such a, it felt like a bottle episode in the fact yeah. that it did some stuff of character, which was cool, but it didn't progress the story at all. You know, Monica didn't have one scene. No Pietro, no Vision. I mean. Yes, there was Vision from the past, but still, the last we saw of Vision in real life was he flies into the air, and then that's it. Obviously, we have this... Flies in the air. In the end credit scene, there was this white Vision. Um, Yeah, I I mean, okay. Uh, Another thing I didn't like was, like, um, is that, uh, you know, like, there could be another force of evil, but then it's just Agatha herself. 
you know, like um, some fans were was, was speculating that um, Mephisto. Yes. There's not. <laughs> Mephisto is not going to be in this. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess they could still introduce him in episode nine, but I'm, I hope they don't because that it would just be like so cluttered and so yeah, like, out well, of blue. Like, I, yeah, it's not. It's not really. It's not getting there. It's like it's a bit broken right now. And also, like she was talking about quick, um, Pietro, like the fake brother, and like oh, she she didn't explain that at all. She didn't explain where no, did she. She get was this? just like, oh yeah, he's a fake. He's fake. I, I you know I was the eyes and ears. It it doesn't make sense. Like it, it's just so random that they would bait us with the whole X Men connection. And then, like, oh, actually, it has nothing to do with the X-Men. It's like, well, why? Like, you know that people are going to be, like, excited about that. Why would you do that in the first place, you know? Yeah, I, I was just let down. I was like, me, oh, you could have... Me too, man. And you could have introduced something unique here. Yeah, like, I, I think that, like, it, it, could, it was an opportunity for Marvel to really break that formula. But we've gone to the... We've gone... It's, it's become so formulaic to the point where... I am dreading episode nine because I know it's just going to be good vision versus bad vision, good witch versus bad witch, and Monica and Pietro are also there. Like, I just know that that is what it's going to be. It's going to be like a mindless battle, and I really yeah. hope it isn't. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, I feel like Monica and um, Pietro are just there, like the supporting characters. Like, no, don't do this, don't fight. Right, exactly. Like, no. And it's like, you know, it's like load of the original MCU films, Iron Man, where Iron Man fights a bad Iron Man, or Ant-Man, where Ant-Man fights a bad Ant-Man. It's just people with the same powers fighting each other, and that is exactly what it's going to be. Like, Vision fights the evil white Vision. You know, Scarlet Witch fights Agatha, who is another witch. I did find it interesting that um, Agnes was saying, like, oh, I can't believe you didn't know that I have these runes, you know? Um, to stop her from using her powers, she makes the point that Wanda doesn't know what she's doing with her powers at all. And I think that's how Doctor Strange is going to work. I think Wanda is going to be Doctor Strange's apprentice uh, instead of a villain, which is so disappointing, but whatever. I guess, you know, that's just how it is it now. That Wanda is, like, the powerful... I mean, she... I don't know. I, she, I mean... Um, another thing about, like... Um, uh, about um, I don't know, but like, um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, about uh, it's it's just not breaking the formula. It's just like it's just like going back in a loop. And also, yeah. I I thought you know like um, you know like strange things. You know like we raise questions like what happened here because that's exciting. You know like um, you're 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 thinking and questioning and then. Uh, and it stops, and it's just you, you. It makes you excited, doesn't it? Like the end of the episode is like, what the heck's happened? Yeah, it reminds but me of you know how like halfway through One Division, they answered all the questions. It did. Uh, it, it's like they do that in Stranger Things, but like how they do I, it is yeah. in, in season one. It's like they say, "Oh no, 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 Will didn't go to the Upside Down. He's dead." But then the interesting thing is the fact that the characters they refuse that reality, specifically Joyce, and you know, then you find out that Will is just like a fake being created, and then it becomes even more interested, whereas WandaVision took it back to the status quo where everyone went into the hex. Yeah, and, and it's like, show not tell, but in a different, it's in reverse way, show, 
not tell. No, it's like tell, not show. Yeah, like, exactly. Not, not that's happening. And I feel like, oh, right. So it's not impactful what Wanda's doing. She's like, oh, I want to do this for Vision. And another thing about Vision uh, is that uh, uh, Wanda didn't bring Vision back to life. She brought Vision, like, with her powers. You know what I mean? Like, yes, she created a new Vision. I thought that was a good scene, you know, where she, yeah. you know... She goes to the home, she has a little cry, and then she makes the whole the whole town and, and, and she recreates Vision. I think that was very interesting, but yeah. it's like, at that point, I'd sat through like 40 minutes of the episode and I was just like, dude, this is ridiculous. Like, I can't believe, like, this is like the, this is like the best part of the episode and it's like, you know, everything else was like so much worse. And... People really are enjoying it, and I don't understand that. Yeah, I'm and glad. Then, I, oh my! I, I don't like Twitter. Like talking oh about man. Marvel, they have like capitals on, like on caps, all caps. Like, oh my god, this is right. so cool. The Monica, amount, it's like, the oh, amount of people, <laughs> the amount of people who are just like, oh, I cried at the scene, and I'm like, that was such an emotionally flat scene. I yeah. did not get yeah, anything then, from it. And then they, got, and then one of them said they're crying at the parallel. Like, oh, no. Yeah, it's like, it's like, yes, okay, I'm I'm really glad that people are enjoying it, but I really, really don't get it. Like, like, I thought that episode four of WandaVision was a masterpiece for the most part. And then everything after that has really gone downhill for me. I don't think this, (laughs) you know. I I just feel like it's gone um, a mess right now. And, but uh, I don't know, but uh, next week, I've yeah, hopefully they can hopefully they can fix it in the finale, even if it's just a fun cameo with whoever this mystery yeah. guest star is that they keep on teasing. You know, uh, it could be. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's just a bit broken, and I, I think we can predict what's going to happen next week in the finale. And uh, but if it's something so unexpected, something that can twist the whole whole series, I don't know. Uh, maybe it will be something impactful, like something that has had had a hit, hitting meaning in the. Um, yeah, who knows? It, you know, it's always good when you can look back on things and get more out of them. So I hope. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to rewatch this show for uh, a long time. Never. Maybe when Doctor Strange two comes out, but like you know, I, I at least hope that that they have stuff that will um, you know make me think better of the other episodes. Yeah, of course. Something that to make it special. Yeah. Shall we talk about Watchmen now? <laughs> please, please. <laughs> talk about Watchmen because I had not a great, had a great time watching One Division. Uh, Me sorry, neither. I'm, you know, in my room, it's something special. I don't know. Uh, right. Uh, is that okay? It's just bugging me. That's all. Right. All right. <laughs> Please, 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 can we just talk about Watchmen? Let's I just, do it, man. I'm just sick. I'm just sick of the One Division and the stands on Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I am I am also sick of that. Um, let's talk Zack Snyder's third film, Watchmen. Um, <laughs> definitely his best film yet. Yeah, I can tell. Like, it is... Uh, like, what we said about the graphic novel, it is a masterpiece. And I think Zack Snyder has top that into the best adaptation uh, possibly like yeah in a comic book adaptation it's a very very good adaptation you know 
so many of the shots, like straight away, so many of the shots are like shot for shot remakes, word for word, and you know, they play around with it a bit, of course they do, but it's done like in a really, really cool way um, with like cinematography that like, you really see how Snyder's like, um, his style has developed from Dawn of the Dead to 300 to Watchmen in like such a, a really interesting way, I thought. Yeah, it's like evolving, you know what I mean? Like, you can yeah. see like, Pages of like Zack Snyder's films, and it's just so interesting to see, uh, and uh, especially in Watchmen because it is like um, it is it's very hard like to do um, comic book adaptations because you know like in films they make, they change it, they change the character's motivation, or they change the background or something. Uh, for example, like there's a film called We Need to Talk About Kevin, yes. but that's in a different form, and in the book, uh, te- uh, Kevin. Uh, well, I mean, uh, uh, the mother Eva is writing letters in this book, but then they change that. You know, you know what I mean. Like they change or the yeah, adapt- and and they, they they do change certain things. Like you don't get um, some of the interludes in the graphic novel. You know, um, yeah, of course, in yeah. the graphic novel, if you haven't read it, read it. It's incredible. But there it are is- loads of interludes of like reports or snippets from extracts of books, and but I it's, feel it, like it's uh, great for the history and 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 the the context of the story. Yeah. I feel like you, you need to read that because it is like very impactful to the comic book. Like you're reading for these characters and, uh, and, uh, but Snyder here, he just did it perfectly. Like, he did. There were loads with, of small details that I really appreciated. in the, ooh, Like in, especially, in, um, when, uh, Vibe was, uh, like touring around in his, um, in his, um, in, in his, uh, tower, or I don't know, was his business place. Yeah, uh, and and then in the background, there's an elevator song. Uh, we can uh, we can uh, wait. What was the song? Every, every, everybody wants to rule the world. Yeah, everybody wants to rule the world, and it's kind of it's quite, it's really cool because yes, uh, yeah, I, I, I like that. I agree. It, it flexes on the the characters like Bite as well. Like Bite wants to solve the problems in. Like the Cold War, because the Cold War in that time, um, uh, in that Ultimate Universe, is very, very high. Like the tensions are very high. Yeah. And and like humanity itself. So uh, yeah, that's really and, cool. and it's also like I think the music is is used really well. Obviously, there's the opening montage. You know, times they are a change in, and it shows the development of time and how superheroes uh, have gone. That from that being... is such a great uh, scene. Uh, uh, thing. Uh, like brilliant. an intro to the film. It's brilliant. Like so many. So- Incredible and, shots, yeah, beautiful shots like slow motion, and then in the introduction you can see uh, like um like an impression of David Bar- uh, Bowie. Uh, Bowie, yes. I, do I say his name properly? I keep saying it. <laughs> Some people say Bowie. Uh, it's Bowie. Um, but yeah, that there is a, a David Bowie in there, and the in in one of the opening scenes you see somebody stopping a mugger. Who's about to kill? Yes. What, what is, this is what, detail as well? Yeah. Like, what is like what, a an insert yes. of Thomas and Martha Wayne? Like it's like superheroes have saved them and like prevented Batman. That's quite a really fun Easter egg. Yeah, that's a cool uh, alternate universe. You can see that. Definitely. Maybe Flashpoint. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's get into that. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously now that Doomsday Clock is a thing, where they uh, crossed over Watchmen and the DC universe, maybe that was Batman. Um, 
But yeah, uh, one of the things that one of the musical moments that I love the most, um, and there are so many. You know, Hallelujah is a great scene as well. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. One of the ones that I love the most is in. Um, there is a part where they reference Dr. Manhattan's involvement in Vietnam, and it cuts to. Um, Dr. Manhattan, in this incredible shot of the Viet Cong running for their lives, and Dr. Manhattan, this giant, like, godlike being behind them, like, with the Ride of the Valkyries playing, which is uh, such an epic song, and it acts as a reference to Apocalypse Now, which uses that song as in a similar Vietnam War setting, but also it references uh, the comic, where in the comic, there is an extract from the book that the old Night Owl wrote where he talks oh, about yeah. the song Ride of the Valkyries and he's like, have you ever heard this song? This is what this feels like. And so I, I love some of those things that if you've read the comic and, I, and you know, in the, in the ultimate edition of the film, the, in the comic book, there's a, there's a young boy at a comic uh, store who's reading a comic, right? Yeah. Um, in the ultimate edition of the film, that comic is in there and there are animated um, interludes. That is great. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Like, that story, that sub-story um, of, um, uh, what was the guy called that? He was, like, trapped on an island. And then... Yeah, I know who you mean. I can't remember his name. Yeah, but that's very impactful because it reflects on Veidt's backstory as well. Like, yeah, uh, he wanted to do this, uh, to become this um, person, and then, like, his parents died, and, you know, like... Yeah. Um, yeah, I will. I will so. say. Obviously, we watched the theatrical cut, so we we haven't seen the director's cut. But I will say one of the things that I did feel was missing was Vite. Obviously, he was there, but I didn't feel like he had the same. He wasn't the same kind of villain that he was in the comics, in the sense that he had like four scenes before his. Um, before his, like, master plan is revealed. And in the comic, I feel like he is such a bigger presence and he, you understand his motivation so much more and yeah, you feel the betrayal so much more in the comic. I just feel like the film doesn't give enough time for him. Maybe the, the director's cut does. But I think, you know, that, like, I think everyone are so, like, all the characters are, are really great juxtapositions of, yeah. you know, the Batman archetype, the the Superman ar archetype, the female hero archetype, the, you know, all these people are really good, like, juxtapositions of those stereotypes. But, like, yeah. I don't, I, I think, the, I just think that Vite comes across a bit too moustache twirly, generic yeah. villain, while everyone else are these really nuanced, like, um you know, deep characters, you know? Yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, and then, um, yeah, so the comic, like, it really stands, uh, uh, that by, it's like a very, um, a character that you wouldn't expect, like, he's right, but also wrong about, like, he killed three million people, uh, like, he bought, but the, another thing that changed in the movie was that, um, they put the blame on Dr. Manhattan. They do. So in the comic, if you haven't read it, again, read it. Um, <laughs> it's great. They they use um, a squid, uh, which they, you know, which Vite uh, pretends is from space. He makes the public think that this squid is from space. And then... But though, uh, it's 
from somewhere, I don't know. Yeah, where. I can't remember where it's from. But like he uses that as the blame instead of Dr. Manhattan. Um, and, and that, that like, is a very um, realistic moment because it really stopped the Cold War and then, uh, like, the news and everything. Like Yeah, everyone, st- everyone comes together in peace. And I think it's, I think it's incredibly interesting how they do it in the, in the film, how it is Dr. Manhattan and how Dr. Manhattan has to accept the public's hatred of him and fear of him in order for, you know, the peace to resume. Um, Yeah. And, um, and, you know, like, uh, you can see that throughout the film, like, uh, the public do not like Dr. Manhattan and then you can see like the outrages that he has and uh, yeah but like my favourite moment was like uh, like the uh, the Dr. Manhattan background uh, the backstory and it's yes. out of uh, like it's so similar to the, the chapter that I really really love reading like it's one of the best chapters in the, in the comic yeah and it's just so really it's, it's really satisfying re- like reading like is out of order but like um, it, it's weird though because like um, he was like um, Dr. Manhattan he was shaking hands with uh, John F. Kennedy and he said that moment he felt the pre- uh, the, that the president got shot in his head you know like um, right like, yeah yeah. he saw the future yeah that's weird like um, so yeah and I thought Zach did that really well yeah um, there are some really cool bits of um, like history that they add in there. You have the comedian being involved in the shooting of John F. Kennedy in some respect. You have, obviously, Dr. Manhattan's interference with the Vietnam War leading to Nixon being elected for eight terms. Oh, yeah. Which is all very interesting, like, ways, uses of of history. Some of my favourite stuff in comic book films, you know, I think of... X-Men First Class, where they use the Cuban Missile Crisis and they shift it and they say, you know, what if the X-Men were involved somehow and, the, and, and you know, the Hellfire Club and stuff. And they do that in this film. Uh, but what I love so much about it is that this was, uh, you know, the graphic novel was written in the 80s as it was happening. So it, it you feel like it is from this perspective. You feel the fear, you feel the fact that you know, the graphic novel is being written and the film is being shown in a sense where they could literally, like, you feel like the writing reflects the fact that nuclear war, World War Three, could start at any moment. Yeah, that's really scary. Like, Definitely. the clock, and uh, that's that, that's just beyond scary. It's, 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 like, so terrifying to think about, and the comic does that perfectly well. Um... And uh, and uh, I, 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 the, those comics uh, endings, uh, both the film and the comic, like they had the great ending, like the what if, like they had Warshak's diary, and uh, and and it raises a lot of questions about it. But then, um, like you don't want to see what happens, but you kind of do. Like what if, what happens in Warshak's diary? So there's Doomsday Clock, uh, which actually reveals what happened to Vorshak, but then there's uh, the other one, Watchmen, the TV show, which shows there's a cult for uh, Vorshak. Yes. Like, yeah. And so it's, you can see, like, a different uh, things that you can go, like, different ways that you'd see. It's very weird. It's very interesting, but, um, yeah, see how the ending goes. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I want to say that Vorshak is, is a very interesting character, and it makes sense that in, you know, the Watchmen sequel show, 
he would be the person who um, there's a cult of because he has these like such extreme views but at the same time he seems to be the only one who wants to do the right thing especially at the end they all accept that they have to keep this lie in order for peace to be maintained and Rorschach's the only one who says no I'm not gonna keep this lie because that's not fair and obviously he pays his for he pays with it for his life yeah uh, I'm thinking about like what he wanted to do like he wants to change really I think that uh, it, both in the comics and the film and um, yeah so um, what else um, yeah I just really love like the style that went into this film and it should felt like very it's like um, like Watchmen is like um, the most w realistic thing about like comic books you know like forget about the fancy superhero stuff like this is the most realistic one and it's most impactful to the the comic book history and uh um, oh definitely and, uh, like this I, obviously it 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 created a whole different like subgenre sub of superheroes it influences like you can see like huge influences upon things like the boys obviously it you know the film influenced you know the snyder dc films it has an impact that kind of ripples you know throughout like, you know, and there's a debate to be had. The Watchmen TV show was super controversial because people, you know, people weren't, were unsure of how the character, like, you know, thought the characters were handled well or not well. It, it's a film that evokes, a well, it's a story that evokes a, a conversation. Yeah, and it's very, like, um, philosoph it's like philosophical about the comic, like, uh, Alan Moore adds, adds this to think about what happens today, like, to think about yeah, so it's very impactful to um, what's happening, and uh, yeah, so, um, right, what do we give this film rating? I mean, I think I'm going to go 8 out of 10, and I think only, I think that because, the to me, the ending, like, it, 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 at, at points it becomes a bit too formulaic, a bit too the final boss. It, you know, like, we, you know, they fight the villain, the villain explains his master plan, you know. Obviously there are things that subvert that, they can't stop it, they have to live with this lie. You know, Rorschach dies, you know, Dr. Manhattan just leaves. Like, that stuff is super interesting, but I just think that some of the issues come with that, like, final act being a little bit, you know, formulaic, and Vite isn't as, you know... Impactful. He isn't like, as impactful or as developed as he is in the comic. You know, I should watch the director's cut. I think it's probably worth seeing whether that fixes those issues that I have. But other than that, I mean, like, it has a it has a, a really, really interesting conversation. And it presents some, like, extremely, like, multi-layered and um, intriguing characters. Yeah. And it's weird, like, uh, like the actors are very, very look-alike in the film, like, from the comics to yeah. the film. Yeah, the, the actors are incredibly well cast. Especially, I mean, the guy who plays Rorschach. At, like the the, there are some like amazing scenes, like in um in the prison where he slams the the um, tray of oil in in the or whatever it's called, like the basket of oil in the guy's face, and yeah. he's like, "You have to understand, you're not stuck. I'm not stuck here with you. You're stuck here with me." That's like there's some really really like cool stuff and it is cool and one of the things that I love the most is 
throughout the film, you see people doing horrific things, you know, killing, yeah. a, like, especially yeah. the comedian, killing a pregnant lady, you know, like, firing an innocent civilians, but it's framed in a really cool way. What's, like, so interesting is, you know, especially Silk Spectre and Night Owl have, like, they get so much joy out of, like, beating up people, and... It's a, and, and there's a there's a contrast between the epic music, the epic cinematography. A lot of people say that Zack Snyder doesn't understand the comic because he presents really horrible things in a cool way. But I think that that's intentional. I think that you know they they show that the characters need this life, that they value this life, even though it's so horrible. I mean, you see in the Hallelujah scene. Obviously, when they almost have sex earlier in the film, Night Owl has performance issues, but then he beats up some people, and he's fine. They're loving it. It's it's very interesting how they, they need this kind of life, and it's such a horrible life as well, but without it, they don't feel like they are anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I would give this an eight. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's very, very... Uh, Interesting to see uh, how Zach developed this from a comic, and it's very uh, cool to uh, cool, uh, and it, it's, it's cool to watch. But like, it's very dark as well. But um, like, yeah, it's a I, very. I it's, it's, go on. And uh, um, I feel like it's a really cool introduction to the comic. Like, I didn't read the comic before. Uh, like, I watched the film first. Okay. Comic, and I was like, "Well, the comic's just amazing." Yeah. Yes, I remember when you got the comic, yeah. Um, I, I, I read the comic first, and, you know, I did see that it was a wonderful thing. And, you know, so many people talk about, oh, Zack Snyder's films are so grim, and they don't have any, like, comedy and stuff. I don't... Obviously, that is a valid point. Uh, you know, some people don't like that, but I don't care at all. I think that, you know, the characters and the, the, the scenes uh, and the plot, they speak volumes you know, more than, like, a bit of character banter can. You know, I, I get so much more from characters, like, going through struggles than I ever will, like, having them all be, like, quipping about, like, they do in the Marvel films, even though, you know, those films, for the most part, fit those kind of, like, jokey personalities. Yeah, of course, yeah. Like, there's a lot to uh, see, yeah, so that's a very... Uh, I like the Snacksada films, so, yeah. Definitely. Um, I, I think... He, he's going strong, you know? Like, obviously, we're, we're going to skip Sucker Punch and Legend of the Guardians and go straight to Man of Steel next week. But he's doing, you know, he's doing really well. He's creating some really interesting... There's yeah. a lot to say, you know? Like, sometimes, you know, if you've been following the podcast for a while, you will see that sometimes we've kind of struggled to talk about films that there isn't a lot to talk about. But say what you want about Snyder's films. There is so much to talk about. There's so much to unpack. And it's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, so so interesting to like to talk about, and and it's like really fun to uh, to talk about them. Yeah, so yeah, so next week, Man of Steel. Man of yeah. Steel. I'm very excited. Um, like, obviously, we'll talk about it next week, but it's one of my favorite comic book films of all time. Well, I just put that out there because like I'm I'm so excited for that one. But yes. Um, <laughs> I feel like, um, well, we're, we're, we are going to talk about BBS, but I feel that uh, BBS is the best one, I believe. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, um, I, I, I like, I love them. But I, I like Man of Steel just a little bit more, just a little bit more, you know. So oh, it's, right. it's, okay. And I think that's only because Man of Steel made me cry, 
and John, you know me, I don't cry at many films, so like, it really has a special place in my heart, um, although I, ex- I expect to cry at the um, Snyder Cut, like, some, yeah, of, the, some of the stuff I, that they've spoken I, about, about the ending for Autumn, like, dude, that's gonna make me go, uh, I just okay, expect I it will. I, uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk weekly viewing, shall we? Yes, weekly viewing. Um, I want to. I want to go first because I want to. You know, come off straight off a Snyder and discussion. I read three hundred. Oh, three hundred. Yes. So wait, wait, where'd you where'd you read it? My dad had it, so I didn't know this. Wait, dad had it. Yeah. Um. So I was talking. So this is a a comic that he's got squirreled away. It's not like on his shelf downstairs. So I, I was talking to him about watching 300 and he was like, have you read the comic? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, I've got it. Read it. It, it, it It's, you know, and I really enjoyed it. It's, it's pretty short. It, it's very like visual, but you can see like how Snyder in the film, he translated the, the visuals so very well. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I think it's a wonderful read. And obviously Alan Moore, Obviously, also wrote Watchmen. The man knows how to write comics so well, and he and he he presents some really interesting discussions. However, I do think I preferred Three Hundred the film. Um, oh, and that yeah. is only because the comic, you know, it doesn't have some of those deeper things. Like you know, in the film, they've got the whole story about the man and his son, um, and then like the son dies, and and the captain's like super super like. Um, like angry and depressed and upset about it and it says so much about like he never told his son that he loved him and stuff like that you don't have that in the comic unfortunately you don't have the whole subplot with the queen and her trying to persuade the politicians to get the army and I think the debate about masculinity that 300 presented was my favourite stuff in that film so I think you know uh, in that story should I say so I definitely recommend reading it it's beautiful. the The visuals are great. The story's great, but I think I did prefer the film. Yeah, the film. Uh, I can see the film that it's just very aesthetically pleasing to watch. Mm. And um, Frank Miller, uh, I think he wrote uh, Three Hundred, I believe. No, it was Alan Moore. Wait, was it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Frank Miller who wrote that. No, it's Alan. I mean, I think it's Alan Moore. Uh, let me just check. Let me just check. This, I think it is Frank Miller. Ooh, but who is it? I'm, who is it? I'm, Who's right? Just... It might be Frank Miller. Now I'm now I'm now I'm going back on myself. Um... Uh, yeah, it's Frank Miller. Oh Frank... god damn it! I was wrong. No. Oh, you son of a gun! <laughs> I was I was wrong all along. I'll never bit that rhymes. I'll never I'll never do anything right ever again. No, I was thinking of Watchmen. That's written by Alan, Alan Moore. But my point still stands. Frank Miller also writes great stuff. Yeah, especially <laughs> the Dark Knight Returns. Oh yeah, especially- wonderful. Oh, like, about Snyder, how he uh, looks back on comic books and he f- fully understands them yeah. and he wants to find a way to present them on screen in a very uh different way like yes the, the cinematography or the the uh the the art direction yeah it's just very Definitely. very interesting to see how Zack Snyder does these um yeah, yeah there, there are two there are two things in preparation for re-watching the Snyder films there are two things that I'm going to read I'm going to read Death of Superman 
So I've already read Death of Superman, and I'm going to read like the others that come to the Return of Superman, and then I'm going to read Dark Knight Returns because those are two big influences, especially on Batman v Superman and Justice League. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So what have you what have you watched or read um, or whatever so, this week? <laughs> funny enough, I watched uh, a short film that Zack Snyder uh, did. Me too. Uh, yeah, I know you're on about. Um, I forgot the name, but I'll get it now. Uh, ste- uh, steam. Steam? Steam? Uh, it's Snow Steam Iron. I knew it. Steam. My God. It is insane how he um, showed that he did this on an iPhone. Yeah. And this was three years ago. This was three years ago, and iPhone 11 wasn't back there back then, because obviously he wasn't there. Yeah. And... Uh, and it is just in- insane how he did this. Like, the camera, like, for the iPhone is just uh, high, it's top-notch. And uh, it is visually uh, visually pleasing to watch. Like, the, he, I, I think Zach, I don't know how knows how to do, like, um, visual storytelling on a different level. You understand it straight away. And uh, and it's so engaging to see. And it's only, fir- it's only four minutes long. Only four minutes. Yeah, it's so engaged. What's happening? And there's a great shots in, in the short film, and and uh, like he turns in, into the shot, like oh, okay, that's that's like a um, a bowl of water. But then the bowl, of water, uh, the bowl of water is just weird, to, like weird, to, like so satisfying to see, and it's slow motion, and like and uh, and it's just it's just inspi- inspires me to do like short films on an iPhone, and, uh, yeah. So I would recommend watching this. It's only four minutes long, and it is not... Uh, I think it is, it's, it's so much... Uh, like it, It's like... Uh, I can't say it out. It is only uh, a little bit in your time. It, 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 it is... <laughs> it's short. It's short, and it's on YouTube. Watch it. Yeah, it's watch it. I can't speak to them. <laughs> Uh, I mean, let's yeah, be honest. Right. Let's be honest, John. Can you ever speak? No. <laughs> uh, right, Tom. What have you watched as well this week? All right. Okay. I want. I want to just say I watched what is now my fifth favorite film of all time. I've always had for so long. I've had a top four. For those Wait. of you, for those of you who don't know, my top four: Back to the Future, Schindler's List, La La Land, Spider Verse, and I finally found a film that is like. Okay, so it's called Your Name, right? Oh yes, this. Have you seen it? No, but right. I want to watch it. Okay, it's, it, it, anime. It, it's on Netflix, and, and, right? It's on. I, it's on I, UK Netflix. Sorry, tell me, tell me, tell me, why is this your fifth favorite film of all time? <sighs> I mean, why isn't? Okay, so for, I want to make it very clear. I don't rewatch films a lot. I, you know, I'm I'm somebody who you know like I watch franchises like sometimes maybe once every two years or so. You know, but if I watch a film, I don't rewatch it. But I watched this film on Monday. Excellent. I watched this film on Monday, and I rewatched it on Friday. Like it was that good that I just had to watch it again. It is wonderful. It's incredibly emotional. It's it play. It's playful, and it's you know. It, 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 you know, it's a love story. The the characters have a really nice rapport going, and the 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 best part about it is that they don't meet. It, there's so many montages which show like the connection forming. 
Um, and it's all told in this beautiful um, animation style, you know, this anime style in Tokyo um, with some incredible shots and some, like, really, really beautiful music. But it really comes together with the twists that it throws at you. You know, it presents this pretty, like, mythical concept. You know, it plays with time a little bit and, and, and space. And then it, it throws twists at you that really tugs at the heartstrings and, you know... It really is this turd-jerking film that is super emotional and, you know, and, and it, it's the kind of film that, you know, it eggs you on, it, it you know, it, it teases you things being like, oh, are they going to do that? No, nope. it's, a, it's a very will-they-won't-they they kind of situation, but told in this really, like, um, like, nuanced way that uses you know, like, a time, te like, time tension, especially in the third act, really, really well. You know, you're on the edge of your seat because of the emotions, but you're also, you know, gripped by, you know, the power of, 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 of the, of the storytelling and, and the, um, the way that these two people experience each other's lives, you know, in, and, and, and the way that each one has to, like, find stuff out about each other and, and, and the way that they, um, you know, that changes their own lives and how they how they interact. And it starts really like, you know, this kind of like rom-com kind of way. And then it transitions into this like brutal, like incredibly sad story that, you know, if it's on your Netflix, if it's on Prime, it's on UK Netflix, everyone in the UK, you have to watch it. It's one of the best things that I've ever seen ever. It was so good. I can't recommend it enough. 10 out of 10 without a shadow of a doubt. Right. Wow. Um... That is like, um, like, uh, on a, a level, like talking about like favorite films. It's just so fun to talk about favorite films too. Definitely. Like, uh, yeah. So I am. I, I. Okay. So I'm gonna watch that as well. Definitely. Uh, um, yeah. So what else I watched this week? Um, right. So um, do, 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 do. no. Um, so I've been playing a game called Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, yes, of course. You told me that you'd ordered that. Yes. And, wow, it's so much fun to play. Like, if, you, if you're if you playing these multiplayer games, I, I understand you. They're, they're, they're just, like, competitive. But this, Super Mario Odyssey, it is one of the best games I've played on the Nintendo Switch. Like, I'm still playing it right now, and I, with, without a doubt, I just love it so far. It's just, like, a game that is just, um, uh, like... I, it's just like a reminiscence of like uh, the old uh, Super Mario games that I played on the DS and the Wii, and uh, and this one takes on a different level. Like it's just like a combination of like um, like if you play Super Ma Super Mario Galaxy, ah, oh, that is just so good to play. But then that adds to Super Mario Odyssey, and there's a lot of uh, new game mechanics that add to that uh, into that game, and it's just so engaging to play, and um, and. There's a lot of boss battles that I really like uh, in the game. That is just super easy, and it, it's just really fun. And then there's like collectibles that you need to get, and they're fun. That they're also fun to get. Like uh, if you need to do this and do that uh, to get just just one place to another. And there's like a lot of secrets that I really really like um, that you wouldn't see in a Mario game. Uh, and, uh, and 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 then you got this assistant, uh, Cappy, who's your like. Mario's hat, uh, but like you use this cap to uh, get everything, and then you can be one of the um, henchmen in this Mario franchise. Like you could be a Goomba, you could be uh, 
a, a rocket, you could be like um, a Koopa Troopa, uh, and it's just it's just funny uh, to see, and it's just uh, it's just a wonderful game to play. Uh, I get this. I, w- I want to give this a 10 or a 9, but nice. um, it's just so fun to play, really. Great. I mean, I, lo- I, love, I love a Nintendo Switch, so if I do, I'll definitely, if I ever get a Switch, I'll definitely be uh, knocking on your door asking to play that, uh, to borrow yeah, it. Yeah, I'm happy to give yeah, you... It sounds back- great. Or, um, what was the other one? Super Mario, uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Oh, um, wait, what? Excuse me? They they made a they made a they made a Mario Rabbits crossover. Uh, let, let me say it again. Mario and Rabbits Kingdom Battle. Uh, Kingdom Battle. What? Oh my God! If anyone you know, we used to play Raven Rabbits. Go home, was it? Yes, go yes. home. Raven we used to play, Rabbids, used to play oh, Raven Rabbits. Go that, home all the time. Oh, that made my childhood so much better. Like <laughs> everything that. You, you, it was like a silly game to play, but it's so much fun. Like the these homes get to the moon. Ah <laughs> uh, uh, man, what a game! And then Raven Rabbits too. Ah, uh, that that's a fun game to play with friends. Um, yeah, and what else? Um, yeah, so I'll give you Mario and Rabbits Kingdom Battle. Like it's so much fun to see these two franchises franchise to merge together. And Rabbits are just. And, so and they said that Infinity War was the most ambitious crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Ambitious, uh, what do it, they know? It's a fun game. Uh, well, uh, yeah, that'll be it from me from the weekly viewing. Uh, Tom? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say the same. Um, let's well, let's end it there, shall we? Yeah, um, let's end it there. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Um We've been through the struggle of watching WandaVision, but also discussing the greatest moments of Zack Snyder's films. Definitely, and and, you know, if if you wanna, if you wanna, you know, tell us about your thoughts on anything, or ask us any questions, anything like that, um, you can send us an email at astimefilmpod at gmail dot com. Um, or for the answering... if you want... go on. Sorry. Um, if you want to rant, like, oh no, this film's the greatest film of all time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to argue at us, please do. We love a good debate. You really love a, a good film today. It's just uh, it's fun. Uh, and um, uh, what else? Um, you can also get yeah. you can also get in touch with us on Twitter or Instagram at Alstime Film Pod, or just you know follow us there. Um, same. Um, I'm on Tom the Bodman on Twitter. I am Comedy John Floyd too. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are Tom the Bodman on Twitter. Yes, it's, it's true. I can't. I yeah. cannot deny that. As a fact, uh, yeah. obviously next week we're going to be doing um, Man of Steel, so get excited for that. I know that loads of people love the Snyder um, DC films with a passion. So do we. So get excited for some, you know, shilling, major shilling of those films. Um, really shilling. I mean, it is shilling. Though. I mean, like <laughs> I, I do show them a little bit, but you know, there you go. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, um, and thank you everyone for the support on the three hundred video. I, I think right now it's standing at one hundred and seventy views, which is uh, crazy. Um, what? What? What was the view again? Uh, three hundred is now on two hundred and seven views. Wow! What? And similarly, Dawn of the Dead is at one hundred and two views. Amazing! So thank you everyone well, now, uh, who has like, watched uh, those. Uh, again, thank you, and uh, if you. Uh, want to share this to a fellow film lover, please do, because yeah, we just man. love to talk about films all day. And, yeah, uh, 
yeah. Anyone who, who, who wants to, you know, send and, and like send us an email. We love talking to people whenever on the rare occasion we do get sent emails. But yes, we we love we love the discussion. So please challenge our thoughts. We are literally opening to it. Challenge accepted. Challenge yeah. accepted indeed. Yeah. Um so yeah, um final episode of WandaVision next week. Um, and then Man of Steel, and then the week after that, Batman v Superman, and then I have decided that on the day that we do the Snyder Cut, we're not going to do any news, we're not going to yeah. do weekly viewing, we're not going to do Falcon, we're just going to do an hour and a bit, maybe two hours, just talking about the Snyder Cut. Uh, yeah, especially the Snyder Cut, this is a very, um, a massive film to tackle through. Yes, uh, There's a, uh, there'll be a lot to talk about, so we're just going to get started straight away, we'll do the intro and then, so... Get excited for that, because I'm excited. I know you're excited, John. Yeah, I'm so excited. Like, I'm going to buy the, the stuff to, uh, like, Blu-rays or posters. Hey, did you see the um, the Funko Pops? Yeah, they just black and white. Yeah, they just revealed some black and white ones, and they look pretty cool. Um, I'm waiting for some statues, hopefully, of, uh, yeah, statues, of Darkseid yeah. and Black Suit Superman and Nightmare Batman. It's just, like, so many things that I'm just so hyped to see. It's going to be great. Yeah. going to be really awesome and uh yeah so uh yeah that'll be it from me today from the pod <laughs> uh, yeah. uh so yeah you know as always stay safe and all of that please wear yeah wear a mask yeah yeah we'll be going back to college um soon um yeah so yeah and, um yeah we'll be staying safe and, and hopefully um, wash hands wash oh, yeah. hands I, and hopefully um in may we'll be able to I mean, this is assuming that everything goes to plan in the UK, but hopefully in May we'll be able to come back together and record the pod in person. Whoa, yes! What a twist. Um, we haven't recorded the pod in person since episode four, if you can believe it, um, when we talked about our favourite um, favorite video games. Oh, yeah, that was, that was, a, great, that was a fun um, topic to talk about. Yeah, that was one. so fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening today. Uh, uh, if you're a WandaVision fan or a film lover fan or anime fan, thank you for listening. We just love doing this. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, so without further ado, take what you're given. Yes, nothing back. Goodbye. 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 I feel like every, every week it, when it, I get the still final, still here. What? what, what, what? <laughs> Um, oh yeah, subscribe as well and like. Oh yeah, subscribe. We always forget to say like and subscribe because it's I, just like, like if, if you smash, just like smash um, that like button, please. Yeah, if you did like, if you dislike that button, um, what what, what are your life choices there? I mean, <laughs> you think what other things you can do, like like or dislike. But if you like, there are great things in life you can do, like things. <laughs> you can give us money. That's what I mean. Not yet. We need like a thousand subscribers to make revenue. But we got. I mean, we should totally be ending this. But I just want to say we also got a five thousand views on our Mulan video. Thanks, everyone. That's yeah. great. That is it. Thank you. <laughs> you sound. You sound so done. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.